0: <laughs> what the what what? <laughs> who am I? Who? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say, Miss, Mr. Mr. Br- Fu Man Ferdig. Fu Man Ferdig. What? <laughs> what is going on, man? Talk to me.
1: Doesn't that say enough?
0: <laughs> the uh. Okay, so Brandon has appeared uh, from a reappeared from a camping trip, and with the Fu Manchu that is not only uh, thick and full, but kind of mesmerizing. Like I can't stop looking at your face, like the lower
1: half of your face. Look at my mouth.
0: it's, it's, It's glorious, man. Okay, so what was the thought process in this new the new look?
1: Uh, well, it's interesting to me. I don't know if it's interesting to, to listeners, but I was at a concert like it starts like seven years ago when I went to a concert in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They did a, um, I don't even remember what the concert was called, but believe it or not, it had Flaming Lips, Dave Matthews Band, Tool, mm-hmm. right? It had these very different bands. And I love Dave Matthews growing up and I love Tool. So to see them headline different nights Friday and Saturday night was just like, oh man, this concert was made for me. Yeah. So I show, I go there and the guitarist for Tool, Adam Jones, has a handlebar mustache. Yeah. And I'm like, that dude looks he looks badass. He yeah, just does. Know. He just does, okay? And yeah. I mean, it just is. You can make fun of it, it just but it looks badass. And of course, I don't know, there's just there are certain things that they look good on the right people, but if you try it, yeah, it's not it's not cool because you're you and he's him or she's her. So I will say whatever.
0: This, real quick, you the Fu Manchu and a collar doesn't necessarily seem to be the natural like a natural fit. Mm. It's been like a couple of minutes, and now I can't imagine you without it. So I guess the Fu Manchu—it's <laughs> all about the face, not the not the not the outfit. So you know, I didn't
1: even think about a collared shirt with it. I, that didn't even cross my mind, but. Um, another reason for my interest in it, and this was years, you know, that concert was years ago, but like lately I've seen more, some, some like Western.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if they have this one exactly, but I think they, they kind of have, some of them have a handlebar uh, mustache, a little bit wider and down, um, or maybe it's just the long hair that, that, that does it, I don't know. But I've always kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. Hipsters in the last few years have had just a straight, normal dad yeah. mustache which I wouldn't do. My dad does that. My grandpa did that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. It's a little too, I don't know what it is, but it's not, it's not really me. So I, I did this and I don't know. I'll, um, I'll see. I'll see. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it for a few days. I'll stick with it for a few days. I went to my office today and the lady working there kind of so that looks good. And I don't know if she was full of it or just being nice. Um, I was self conscious, but.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, it, it's jarring because, you know, I've just been, I've seen you for a while now. You pop up on here and it's just, hey, it's Brandon. But, uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm serious when I say it's, it already looks natural. It already looks mm. like, yeah, this has been missing all, this is, this has been you the whole time. You just, you know, just, just now, yeah, it's been you the whole time. It just took a while to get here. <laughs> So props. It looks good.
1: I'll um, I'll go out on a limb for certain things, and yeah. and, and 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 we'll see. We'll see. You know, you have to get over. It's like it's like getting out of um, like if you're trying to leave an island, mm-hmm. you're trying to leave a coast. Yeah, you got to get over the. Is it the breakers? You got to get over those yeah. first waves, and then you can go out to sea. So, like the first breakers, in, in doing something like this, is everyone's going to react to it. Who knows you?
0: Yeah
1: family friends and so once that happens then we'll see Mm -hmm. then we'll see what what it's like once it's ordinary that's kind of the real test
0: the only thing i can even think of think about like it's similar a similar situation was um this was years years ago but i mean i've been cutting my hair for the last since i was and went to college 18 so i just every two three weeks i cut it all off but every now and then i'll let it go for a little while longer and I let it go for a little bit. And when I cut it, I cut it into a mohawk. Just kind of mm-hmm. just... Because I planned on cutting it off. I just mm-hmm. thought, well, I'm going mm-hmm. to cut it in a mohawk. And, be-. and it was Super Bowl Sunday. So it was winter. And I think I was in Minnesota at the time. And I wore just like a beanie or whatever to the Super Bowl party. And I'm just kind of hanging out inside with the beanie on, knowing that I've got this mohawk underneath. And at some point, I'm going to spring it on them. And I took my hat off. And nobody really even noticed it it was just the most unlike, mm. like underwhelming uh kind of reveal that maybe in the history of humanity and then i think i just felt so i just put my beanie back on it and well i guess i'll just <laughs> and, like it never happened i got home and cut it off and that was
1: bad, <laughs> <you know?
0: laughs> so i think so, yeah.
1: there's a there's an inner i won't say inner child because you weren't a child but there's an inner part of you that 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 Still has that mohawk and yearning to.
0: Yeah, maybe next haircut, maybe next pot. I'll uh, give give it a couple of weeks. I'll uh, I'll appear and we can, we can we can be. Wait, so is it, is it a Man too or is it a handlebar? Is that the same thing?
1: I, I've heard both. Okay, i say maybe, maybe maybe handlebars is when you have the curls. Yeah. Okay. You know the see. villain the villain curl at you know mustache twists at the ends. Um.
0: Well, Fu Man Ferdig kind of has more uh, alliteration to it. So Fu Man Ferdig and uh, Mohawk Paul. That may be our next our next our next show title. <laughs> Maybe if I can do it.
1: Um, I thought um, I've I've played with facial hair before. I've had beards, and uh, I I like uh, I've done a few Facebook posts where I uh, I'll um, I'll take pictures of different stages of shaving down mm-hmm. to. We'll, we'll call it the Charlie Chaplin mustache, Are you, just to what be we're safe.
0: Because Charlie Chaplin has a mustache that's very similar to someone else's mustache who, I don't know if we really want to, you know... The chaplain. The, the chaplain, but there's another dude who had a chaplain, other than Michael I Jordan. Michael Jordan did that for a minute. you see? Remember that? Maybe,
1: and if Michael can do it, why not me? Right. the
0: guy in the middle, though? I don't, I can't, I'm blanking on the guy in the, the other guy's name, but we'll just... Yeah, he, whatever. whatever.
1: He doesn't get to ruin fashion. That's nonsense. That's it's incredible. like Hitler's a big fan of Wagner, so people always keep that and they use it to smear Wagner. Mm-hmm. I think Wagner is one of the greatest composers of all time by far, you know, easily yeah. in the top. He's amazing. His music moves me deeply, but I'm not, right. I don't care that Hitler loved him. I mean, it's, well, it's irrelevant.
0: And on this, I had, a, I had a thought, just a random thought, not that long ago, about the name Adolf and how is somebody going to be able to reintroduce the mm-hmm. name Adolf and get the, get the funk of it off, get the stink. Get the hitler stand because adolf is kind of a you know i kind of like the name it, it hits like adolf like if they, maybe name your yeah i don't know i don't think it it
1: can it i be, know can it come or how about or the la or how about the last name hitler last i mean there must be other out. hitlers
0: that's a cool i mean that apart from adolf hitler hitler's kind of sounds gotta gotta anyway i don't know how we got on, on this but uh
1: but <laughs> well the, the mustache so the mustache, so I'll, yes. I'll 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 have a beard and then i'll maybe i'll um I'll just shave um, the sides and have a goatee, and then I'll maybe just have a mustache—you uh, know, a big mustache—and then a normal mustache, and then a, a Hitler mustache. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it's uh-huh. like different takes of 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 the process of shaving down. So I've—I don't know—I've played with it a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll this see. We'll good. see. We'll see how it uh, settles in. Plus, my my beard's getting grayer, and and it's like not- I wrote, oh. um, more more. Gray beard hair. It's uh, my face is dying.
0: You're like you're like the uh, you're like uh, Neo in the Matrix, dodging the slow motion dodge of the bullets. You're doing that. We're trying to do it with age, you know. Like you're trying to just out out maneuver age, and at some point you just you know embrace it. But anyway.
1: Yeah. If I was trying to, but if I was serious about that, I would clean shave. I'd be clean shaven because that that does help you look a little younger.
0: Yeah. Well you, well, you look good at your age, and I like the like the Fu Man the Fu Furtick. Brandon and I, we have how what we've known each other for about ten years. Is that about that it? About ten years, yeah. He's in Minnesota. I think so. Something like that. Up in the Twin Cities uh, area, I'm down in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Oklahoma City. It's where the University of Oklahoma resides. And I met Brandon in Minneapolis. We worked at a restaurant together. And I remember, I was there, I started there a little bit before him, and we worked the Mo- Monday night shift, <clears throat> and Mondays. Brandon would come in and we would just find like a little corner and just kind of chop it up. Just talk about just just like we're doing now, just random stuff. And I remember mm-hmm. finding Brandon so intriguing that on Mondays, a part of me wanted it to be busy so we could make money. Another part wanted it to be slow so we could just kind of shoot the shit and have some fun, you know. Uh, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I just know that you were one of the people that I, when I saw you walk in, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be a good night, you know? (laughs) So so, Uh so it's kind of, you know, and we, you know, lost contact after after that. I moved around a little bit and, you know, we both obviously left the restaurant, but Brandon did a, he did a video about five years ago, uh, featuring a gentleman named Arkansas Bill. And I was just kind of laying in bed one night, living in Washington, DC at the time. And I saw this pop up on my Facebook feed. And I watched it, and I thought it was going to be one thing, and it was completely another. It went a completely, completely different way, and I was so impressed by Brandon's kind of interview skills and just the way he handled the situation that I just kind of, you know, sent him a message, just you know, I think just saying, "Nice work, this is uh-huh. really awesome," and that kind of sparked us reconnecting. And it's really cool that it's led to this, um, this point. And also, kind of cool about it, but where, where things kind of come full circle is that. And I guess we'll hop into our first, our first topic it revolves around Arkansas Bill, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who kind of re- helped reconnect us. Um, so, Brandon, Brandon, why don't, you, why don't you give us an update on Arkansas, but maybe even give a little little taste of who Arkansas Bill is.
1: Bill was the first interview I did when I drove through the South. I drove through the South at the summer of 2016 because I hadn't been through the South before. Simple enough. I haven't been there let's go but there's also a story it's a story to region for good and bad and i was intrigued so i just wanted to drive through it i have a friend in tulsa oklahoma i stayed with him for a weekend i thought that'd be a good jumping off point and it was and the next state east of oklahoma is arkansas and just south of where i entered arkansas at fort smith i was driving um, Actually, it was along Highway 71, which, believe it or not, is the highway near where I grew up in northern Minnesota. It's the same same um, national highway. It's not a freeway. It's not an interstate, but it, it is a state highway that goes through several states from Minnesota to all the way down to Louisiana, not quite to the coast, um, and then north it goes all the way to the border to International Falls, Minnesota, where, where it borders Canada there. But I'm driving along this road and I see a property full of clutter and a Confederate flag and a dilapidated trailer house and animals. And it was honestly the flag that got me because I was intrigued by that as a topic. And I didn't know anyone who flew it because I'm from Minnesota. So I. Uh, I stopped and started photographing it and out walks Bill from that trailer and he's got a greasy t-shirt and blue jeans and a saunter to his step and a bushy white mustache, which maybe one day I'll have just like him and a greasy baseball cap. And he's like, how you doing? And that's, that was a good first sign. Actually, I didn't know if that was hostile or if that was friendly yet. Mm -hmm. But then when we, after just even another sentence later, I knew he was, he was friendly. And I asked. I told him what I was doing, uh, which I was doing interviews around the region for print and, and video. And I asked him if he'd be on to be one of these interviews, just totally spontaneous, and he agreed. So I just put the camera up my chest, hit record, and just start talking to him. We forgot the camera was there, and he's just telling me all about his life and his thoughts on the country today, and what's it like being in the South, and da-da-da-da. Although I later learned some Southerners don't consider Arkansas the South, but whatever. That's like, that's the tarot readers versus psychics kind of thing, <laughs> perhaps. I thought <laughs>
0: uh, everybody's in the South, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I thought Oklahoma was the South. They're like, oh no. It's kind of the Mississippi River, I guess. But, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, or I'm sorry, the Mississippi River will divide East and West, but the South. So in Arkansas, is on the West side of the Mississippi, but they... The, I don't know. People I talked to in Memphis, which is on the other side of the Mississippi from Arkansas, they said we we let them slide usually. So mm-hmm. Ar- Arkansas is like this, but Oklahoma—that's that's the West now. Yeah, I don't
0: know what we are, but yeah, we're not technically. Yeah, south.
1: we're the we're all just the North. Um, oh yeah, you 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 in Oklahoma? Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, I I got home after that trip, and some weeks months later, I put the video up on YouTube and. I didn't even as much as use a keyword, which is what people use in YouTube, just a little behind the scenes insight here. If you, if you have a YouTube channel and you post a video, you offer a title, you offer a description and then you can offer what's called keywords, which are what you want to include so that they can ping when people search for things. So I may, maybe I make a video about cooking sushi or making sushi and in the keywords, I'll put um, some of the ingredients I use or uh, Japanese cuisine or something like that so that when people search for it they might find my video and I I, I use no keywords I used no no um, modified thumbnail uh, image mm-hmm. YouTube video image that you would see and click on I YouTube just came up with its default and I just use that anyway as these things sometimes happen they just get take off with a life of their own and that video did well
0: really well really well.
1: really well so eventually people in the comments after seeing the kind of life bill led and at the time he had no electricity even he was really kind of struggling so they offered to send him money they they wanted to give him money they wanted to pitch in to help him
0: and, and real quick tell me how how far did i mean people from all over the world right what are some of the countries where people reached out yeah
1: yeah um uh, i don't know who's I don't know if people from all over the world have donated that although they could have. Yeah. Um but comments have come from Brazil, Russia, um all over Europe, England, Canada of course. Mm-hmm. Uh gosh. I, I even think like Saudi Arabia, like <laughs> any Bill pretty, has made so many places. does I bet I bet dozens of countries have had people. I think the Philippines was a popular or maybe that was from a homelessness documentary. The Philippines had a surprising number of people watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I went back to Bill with the proceeds from the video and from people who tripped in on his GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. And that was Bill too. And then um, people like that. So me and Paul got together. Yeah. And uh, it went from Bill reconnecting Paul and me Virtually, uh, you know, through 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 Facebook, to us reconnecting physically again, yeah, and right. and getting together to do this Bill Three. So we did it last summer, earlier last summer. It's like 20 June 20. of last year. Came out I think July of last year, and now uh, we're going to record Bill Four in um, next month.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, Bill has a girlfriend who made an appearance in Bill One just by voice, by screaming from inside the trailer house, and that. Got people laughing. Bill two, we saw her. Bill three, she was, she was featured. And then Bill four, we're hoping to sit down with her and get kind of a one on one because my girlfriend who, uh, helped me shoot the, uh, the video for LA Skid Row is also coming to be a part of their, um, production team. So we'll have three of us heading south. Well, Paul's heading east, but me and Casey'll head south and meet Paul, and then we'll we'll head there and we have a day's activity, which which I won't disclose. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say, while me, Paul, and Bill are off doing that, uh, Casey'll be back with Joel. That's the plan right now, and interview her about her life. She's from California. She's also a a hoot, a uh, real character. So so we'll know, we'll learn a little bit more about her. Get some fun out in the woods with Bill, and have it all come together at the end, hopefully. But you know what? If it doesn't come together at the end, <laughs> that's just all part of the experience. That's a whole
0: nother another video. No, it'll. Be, yeah. I wasn't, you know. So last year, I mean, I I watched the videos, and Bill seemed super friendly and super nice and cordial. Uh, but I will say, last year I had a little bit of uh, anxiety. I was a little, was a, little
1: mm-hmm. a little
0: bit bit nervous about going to a dude's house who flew the Confederate flag. But you know, based on the way and he, he did,
1: said and he said you know what he said about people who don't like the flag in the video in his first video
0: tell us all what he he said said?
1: well i so in the first video i said so i see you got the confederate flag and he's like yep i'm like yeah you know it's 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 pretty controversial a lot of people out there they're not too too fond of he's like yeah colored people don't like it
0: He's so, right. So, He's right. I mean, <laughs> colored people, black people, African Americans. Uh, yeah, no, no, all three. Mm-hmm. None. None of us. <laughs> we do not like it. But it don't was, say none. Was, was it there when we went? I don't think it was. Was it there?
1: Don't say none because later in that same su- southern road trip, I met a dude in West Virginia, a black dude, uh-huh. and he had a Confederate flag on his baseball cap.
0: Okay, and I just well, had to
1: ask him a few questions about it. He kind of spoke in nonsensical little. Ways, I think. I think what it came down to was, um, don't tell me what to do. I mean, it was kind of that rebel thing, I think, for him. And I think he got a kick out of the fact that he wasn't supposed to wear it. But
0: yeah, the only the I mean, it. Is, I will. I will say that most of my well, when I, my youth during my youth, I thought the rebel flag was really cool looking because. Do you know why I thought it was super cool looking?
1: Duke's of Hazard.
0: Exactly. Duke's of had the General Lee with yeah. you know with the rebel flag on top. I thought, "Oh, this this the car's awesome, the show's awesome. It jumps, it's, it's a flying car basically, and that flag looks really cool." And then, you know, of course, history eventually, you know, catches up to you in school, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute. What wait a minute? That that's the flag that they, they what, ha. and then, you know, then it's kind of had a little bit of. That was probably one of the early on like inner conflicts I had with liking something and then realizing its meaning and having to soul search about that. You know, not to get too far off topic, but I listened to a podcast recently where they talked about the the, the Confederate flag. And I can't remember all of what they said, but you know, they, they said, uh, I think they were talking about how TV shows sometimes sneak stuff in or people, you know, people kind of try to sneak stuff into pop culture um, to just kind of get 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 one over on people. And they, they brought up the fact that the, generally, the doors were welded shut, right? Because it's kind of racing cars a lot of times, I guess that's what they do. They're welded shut. So the Duke boys, they had to slide in through the windows, right? So it kind of would make a whole lot more sense if the car was a convertible, right? Like you just hop in. But if you make it a convertible, then you don't have the roof and you don't have the place for the Confederate flag. So it's almost as if... Th- it made more sense to be this car that's just got no roof, but they're like, "Nah, mm-hmm. we're gonna keep the roof, make it, make them mm-hmm. slide into these windows every time, just so we can kind of show off the flag." But I mm-hmm. found that kind of an interesting little little point. But back to Bill, yeah. So we're going next month to see Bill, and mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm just excited to see you. Excited to meet your girlfriend. Excited to just kind of do a little road trip and, and you know make some more make some more videos. So make I'm,
1: I'm some more bill history, man.
0: It's going to be a number four, right?
1: Number four. Yep. Um, and we'll do it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, it'd be fun to do some material on the road,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, um, yeah, we'll see how the schedule works out.
0: Yeah. We'll, 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 figure something out. I mean, you know, I'm up for whatever. I mean, I, hell, I went to, to play, to interview a dude who was flying a rebel flag. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much up for whatever, uh, but anyway, so that's that, that's what we got on bill. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the next topic that I wanna hear about from you is your camping trip. You were gone sure. last week. What, yeah, tell me where you went, tell us where you went.
1: Um, the name isn't very appropriate, not that it's bad, but that it doesn't really fit the description of where we were. Gotta say it's it. Called, it's called Wild River State Park. And one would think, oh, Whitewater. No, 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 no. This is your quiet, just totally slow-moving level river. I don't know. It's almost like they named it that as a joke. Oh, this river is wild. Ooh, you know, whatever. It's, game it's, game game. it's it's gorgeous. Um, it's on the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. I was on the Minnesota side. But the St. Croix River mm. uh, is the border. So uh, my buddy Nathan is... He's kind of a hippie not politically, but he loves his nature. Like he wouldn't at the line I don't think with far left policies, but he also uh, really digs like the nature stuff. And like when we take walks, he'll he'll go barefoot. And he's got a ponytail and he's in his 40s and he's just he's earthy. So that's 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 great. That's great. He's talked me into going camping now twice this summer. Uh, and he likes to camp. So we're not talking about an RV. We're not talking about having um, like running water even right there. We're talking about bring everything on your back and go. And so he prefers what's called walk-in campsites, not Mm -hmm. drive-in. And certainly not like RV places where you can plug in your RV and have power and and all that stuff. No, no, no. You park your car in the parking lot and then you put everything that you're going to take with you out there on your back and you take... What fifty pounds or more of 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 stuff, mm-hmm. and you you walk, and he picked the furthest one out. <laughs> this was a two mile hike, with like fifty plus pounds. I'm thinking maybe 60, okay, how, seven how long? How long a hike? Two miles.
0: Two.
1: So whatever, but it's hilly. There's a lot of sand because it's on the bank of that river. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's in an open prairie, some of it's in the woods, some of it's muddy, and you just. Busting your hump getting through there and at first it feels kind of I and mean, you put some heavy on your back It feels kind of like yeah, this feels good. This is a good solid weight yeah. But man after half a mile you're like, oh my back <laughs> yeah. So then you got another mile and a half of that. It just goes and goes and goes and mm-hmm. that was I wouldn't choose that But you know when in Rome mm-hmm. so whatever we, we get out to the to the campsite and it's overlooking the St. Croix, and we're about 50 feet up. It's about a, mm, eh, maybe 30 feet up tall bank. There's the big, wide, slow moving river. And on the other side is the other side, which is like a 30 foot bank of just nothing but trees. Yeah. So fall colors just starting. And we can hear a highway, so there's that. But besides that, we are out, we are out in the middle of. Of, of wilderness and we just what
0: what did you eat
1: um so he brings what he call um there's a name for these like mres
0: yeah yeah I, that's, I, that's military stuff yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's it's dehydrated there's no water in it so it can last forever and you boil water and he has a little propane mm-hmm. uh, whatever, just the little flame cups out comes up out of it. He puts a, a pot, a little pot on there with water in it, and we you know, we bring water and we would go to the visitation center two miles away and fill yeah. up those water bottles when needed. So he boils the water and then you pour it in the bag of the MRE yeah. and you we, there is beef stroganoff, there's like some sort of Southwest chicken mm. there's like a skillet dish with egg, um, potatoes, <laughs> no noodles. You pour the hot water in there, and then you let it sit for a while. And you yeah. stir it, let it sit a little longer, and it and it's prepared. It's it's amazing how how they work, and they're not bad.
0: So uh, okay, so this is just kind of a a question about camping, na- nature versus I don't know city life or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, I get I get the convenience of an MRE, right? It's not going to mm-hmm. spoil. You just can make whatever with it, but it's light. It's light, um, but
1: like, but it almost carrot.
0: feels like the shittiest version of food, like like that you could bring. That when I mean, it's not not as okay, it's not as though you're going out and you're you're killing some food or you're fishing. You're you're not really go, you're not going out and finding food in nature. You're mm-hmm. bringing food from the city to eat in nature. Is there a reason why you couldn't just bring some like good food, like like actual you know like I don't know i mean you know why why is it that if you're gonna go into if i get it if you're just gonna go straight if it was an
1: afternoon we could bring picnic food yeah the trouble is that we're there three days yeah and there's no refrigeration so although the nights got cold it was like 40 degrees one the first night and i had to put my i'm freezing in my sleeping bag i had to Mm -hmm. I put, um, we, we would remedy that, but uh, the first night I put clothes that I brought on top of me. So there's my pants over my feet and shins. There's a shirt, a sweatshirt yeah. over my over my like thighs and, uh-huh. and, and belly, and then another piece of clothing over my chest. And this is on top of the sleeping bag that I'm already tucked inside. And yeah, it's, it's okay. really kind of a trip to, to try to sleep when you're chilly at yeah. and, and, and the pitch dark. And through the tent, you could see the stars up there brilliantly bright and Oh man. Yeah. It's an experience. I am the, the, the most significant thing is, and we've all experienced this, just go out where there, there, where there's very few people, if any, Mm -hmm. and there's lots of activity nature wise. So, I mean, just listen to the ducks, listen to the frogs, Creek, Mm -hmm. listen to the, perhaps this is one of the more part, listen to the breeze through the trees. Yeah. And that see Earth has a a heartbeat. You know, nature has a heartbeat. Nature has its own energy, its own vibrancy.
0: Yeah.
1: And to to tap into that, to to listen to it, to, to get on that frequency is um, I don't know, it's super powerful. It's mm-hmm. it's it's super unique to how we're used to living as well. Yeah. Um, if 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 we're hunting if, if we're hunter-gatherers and we're out there in nature a lot, then that you know, that's a little different. But we are so detached from that. And man, it's it makes for quite the contrast. And I I love both. I love yeah. both, but let's but I have to remember to love the nature one. That's that's part of who I am as a as a human as a human animal right um i would say it's it's part of all of us but you know i have a friend who doesn't like the the, he loves cities and okay cool you know but but that that nature stuff really yeah i I wish i could speak more poetically about it because it, it it but in a way you don't even want to put words to it because it it's about experiencing just what what is, and not trying to capture it with words or images, with a, with a camera or with, or with writing. To just simply look at the moon. And that's it. Just look at the moon, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at it. And it, it it feels maybe awkward. Like okay, I see it. Yeah, it's the moon. Now what? No, no, no. Like that's it. Just just yeah. take a look at that. This is. And it's not that the moon necessarily has to be a brilliant thing, which I think most people actually think it is, but let's say it's not that brilliant of a thing. Maybe maybe it's just an anthill, so it's really not that brilliant. It's just an anthill, okay. But I think the power is in recognizing that existence. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm trying to perhaps say. It's about existence, uh, that anthill exists. We exist, and th- there's something not just good to, to know or good to remember, mm. but I, I think mind-blowing.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and I get I get overwhelmed. I, I, I and, and and nature I get overwhelmed with that. You know, I'm 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 behind these eyeballs in a way, right? Like I'm yeah. my, my my consciousness looks out, or you know, looks out from these eyes and and sees you and sees my hand in front of my face and i am in this but you know it's like it's existence man and and something about nature really helps you because nature doesn't go get in get up into its head with invention and imagination and foresight and memory and worry um human the human brain has such power it can invent and and collaborate to create cities out of nature how do we create a smartphone out of where i was in that river valley it's nuts but that's so that's this but the you know what's also nuts is is kind of uh like letting go of all that invention stuff. Cause I kept them wanting to imagine my house being across the river and having a beautiful riverside home, or I wanted to imagine an invention to help the fire stay lit longer or to cover us up. if we. Re- I wanted to think
0: mm-hmm.
1: intellectually or analytically. And it's like, just turn all that off yeah. and look at the moon or even look at the anthill, look at the leaves and the breeze. Mm-hmm. There's,
0: I think so the closest because I mean, I know what you mean when you're out in nature, it's super loud. I went camping one time this year and it was just it's super loud. Like everything is just loud. But the most kind of. You mean like the sounds of
1: nature yeah. are, are, are loud?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sounds of nature are loud. Um, but I think the the part of nature that has kind of captivated me in that similar way where I feel overwhelmed or is the ocean. I lived in yeah. San Diego a couple different times. And I remember there were there were times at night, not during the day, because I'm distracted by stuff and whatever, but at night when it's just dark and you see the moon reflecting on, on the yeah. waves, on the water, um, that it's beautiful to see, but the sound, I, I, that's when I would re- realize how loud and unrelent unrelenting, or no, how relentless the sound of the ocean is. It never stops. and once I kind of just had that little bit of like, Oh, this, this, you can't sit by the ocean without being completely surrounded by the sound of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And kind of what you were saying, how I think, man, we've got to this point where we try to, um, control our, we control our surroundings. You know, we Mm -hmm. build houses, we have air conditioning, we have heat, we have all this stuff to control our surroundings. And when you're in the middle of nature, it's completely out of our control. Right? I mean I can't make the ocean get quiet you can't make the the, the, the noise the, the wind stop rustling the leaves or the crickets or the whatever we're vulnerable and I think there's this this kind of now nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it here because why not it's almost as if you're that businessman who, who has, has got a business person who's super powerful controls everything. But in your downtime, you hire a dominatrix because you, you got mm-hmm. to something has to force you to let go and, mm-hmm. and be vulnerable and it's because you it's just kind of it you can't be on guard all the time or you can but it just wears you down. Yeah. So nature gives you the opportunity; it will dominate you in a way that mm-hmm. that lets you free of the of of the responsibility for a while because it's just you can't control. Yeah. it so i think in a weird way of me taking into that place i get and i and i remember being by the ocean and i would i got kind of annoyed i didn't let go i wouldn't let i just kind of was like this is i just don't Mm want to hear this noise i want to i don't even know why that was my um why i went why that was my desire but looking back it's like oh yeah just let go and let it let nature just control the situation and be a be a part of the whole thing instead of trying to control the whole thing so anyway yeah
1: it um it it's it's an opportunity to recognize the limits of your power and the inevitability of our because we can try to control things but you know we all get old and well we all pass so there's that recognition of 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 our existence it being temporary and um, and we can let go of the illusion that we have control and there's a there's great relief in that but it is it is, mm. but it's also for some people it takes a lot of courage to let go mm-hmm. because they have a lot invested in these whether it's your your identity or your your the illusions that we have the, of control the ego um, all this is why nature has a spiritual quality to it, uh, yeah. connecting to nature, uh, experiencing nature has a spiritual quality to it. I just love how it contrasts. I, I see it. It's not right brain left brain because, at least how it's popularly known, right brain and left brain has to do with creativity versus, say, um, Logical more or um, or yeah like more hard science stuff. But yeah. yeah, but 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 nature offers another. I don't know. Maybe a deeper part of our older brain, or something like that, where we can simply be. Yeah. Right? We we we, look, we we came from the from from the forest or from the plains or from wherever. So we. That's home. But
0: right? also, but also in, in, in,
1: in a way, it's a homecoming.
0: It is, but I also don't want to romanticize things because I get kind of like annoyed when people talk about nature as being this heat, like you know natural remedies or this or that or. Mm-hmm, There are a lot of good things that come from nature, yes. But the other side of that coin is that nature is constantly, like everything is about survival. And and basically Mm -hmm. nature or the things with it. When you're out there, there's as much, there's more trying to kill you than to save you, right? You have to fight against nature to survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's this, yes, it's, 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 there's a lot of beauty, a lot of good but like you say, you're cold, you know, do that in the winter, you know, do that in, in someplace in the middle of, in Arizona, in the middle of the summer, like, or animals or just this, or the eating the wrong plant or whatever, nature is as hostile as it is loving. And that's not saying it, that's not good or bad. It's just, is what it is. But I just, there's two sides of that coin, like nature. Yeah. Has the, ups, has the beauty, it's also got the pain, you know?
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I think people confuse the two. When I, um, and, and, and that's, and that's good, uh, that you say that because something I said to Nathan, it, it, it hit me just, well, it maybe even hit me that, that first night we were there. If not, then it was the next morning. Cause we got there on a, uh, Tuesday night and we stayed till, f- or we got there on a Tuesday afternoon. We left on a Friday afternoon. So it was three full days and Not long after we were there, I I just I had this insight and I just spoke it aloud. I said, Nathan, nature is beautiful, nature is cruel. But I think most important or most impactful to me right now is the fact that nature just is. Mm -hmm. It just (laughs) exists Mm -hmm. and that isn't about whether it's ugly or beautiful because you're right. Nature is a, is.
0: Everything's trying to survive and by, and and nothing, everything feeds off of something else. Nothing feeds off of just, I mean, I guess sunlight. Yeah, okay, there you go. But most, most things, plants aside, um, all animals feed off of things. Oh yeah. You know, and if you are one of those things then There you go. But hopefully you're not one. But anyway, yeah,
1: nature. I don't mind. I don't mind romanticizing nature's spiritual or 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 um, fundamental nature. Nature's fundamental nature. (laughs) Um, But but about that, that state of 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 it existing. And it doesn't try to gloss over that or add to that. It Mm -hmm. just it's a perfect representation of existence. Yes. And so. um, That, to me, is the mind-blowing, beautiful part of it. And it opens the door, too, to there's 200 billion stars up there. And these, hey, wake up. Do you realize, like, like we like to say, hey, wake up, people. Yeah. There's a famine here. There's homeless people here. Like, we like to wake people up. It's politically like, hey, wake up. The Dems are trying to do this. The Republicans are trying to do that. Da, da, da. Wake up, man. Well, how about wake up? There's 100 billion stars up there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're 100 billion light years away. And we're a speck. And we don't know how Earth even got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If you if, if, if you're a if you believe in, in the creation story and you believe God where did God come from God always existed okay um, you know like there are just a lot of
0: well, unknowns
1: yeah. and and it, it blows your mind and what's funny is like I don't know nature might be seen as a simple life like cabin mm-hmm. in the woods oh yeah just start a fire with some flint and yeah. whatever but No, 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 no. Nature, the natural world to include the universe and outside of earth is the most complicated, you know, it's, it's, it's And remember our brains are from nature, like we evolved. And so, yeah. um,
0: Uh, Something, uh, okay. So one last thing on this, and then I I think I know where we're gonna go next. The, uh, when I look up at uh, early on, when I was, I don't know, in college, early on in college, I went on this camping trip and it was the first time I'd been in, in on a camping trip. It was kind of in this re- place that removed where there weren't a lot of trees, where there was a lot of open space. And it was the first time I'd camped where I could see the stars. And I think somewhere in the middle, middle of the night, I woke up to probably take a leak. And I looked up and there was more, there were more, there was more white than there was black. Mm. It was the first time I'd seen that many stars. Mm-hmm. And I've had this kind of obsession with stars and starlight and just lights in general since I was a kid. And I didn't know this at the time, but now I'm kind of more knowledgeable of, of stars and light and how light travels and everything. And now knowing, I mean, when we're looking at the stars, I mean, actually when we're looking at everything. It's looking at something from the past because it took time for that light to travel. And speaking of mind blowing. There are thousands of light years away. Yeah. We're looking into the past. Like right. time traveling by look, that light case started, was birthed thousands and millions of years ago. And mm-hmm. we're looking at it now, and it took that mm-hmm. light all that time just to travel, mm-hmm. so not not just so we could see it, but it took that that long to travel. And we're lucky enough to be in this moment where, if we look up, we can see something that has been just moving for eons, right? And 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 um, and that, that and that thought, and that thought kind of it's weird because when that light, when the light from a star, just any random star, started, we didn't exist you know, God, like, I mean, yeah. well, I should say we weren't alive, you know, and who knows, we, the humanity, no, nah, I don't think, anyway, whatever, whatever is now was not when that light was birthed. Yeah. Don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that brings up the interesting idea of time travel, just move fast enough. Yeah. And well, one time is relative. If you move very fast, then uh, time slows down, but that might have something, I don't know if that's related to the idea that if you move fast enough, uh-huh. then you can go faster than the speed of light. Well, the light.
0: unfortunately, nothing with mass can ever go faster than the speed of light. That's just. So I think weird.
1: a theory is if, and this is like, yep. yeah, you know, I'm just, just talking out of my butt here, but like if you, you know, there, there's, there's a time element though to, 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 to distance, right? Yeah. So, right. like you said, the light from those stars we're like looking in the past by seeing them as they were a long time ago. So if you can travel, if you can move very, very fast, that light will, I think if you, if you can outpace the speed of light, then there might be a way to time travel in essence that way, because the light will consider, you know, will keep getting further and further from you. Like you're going faster than the light. So you're getting further and further from the light. So Mm -hmm. you're always seeing more and more into the past of that star. Yeah. I guess there's some, anyway, like, my my uh, my buddy Nathan asked me like, well, what's that's the thing? You start asking these seven year old questions. Mm-hmm. Well, how big is the universe, Dad? Well, it's as uh, they estimate that it's this and this size, and that's this old. And the well, what's on the edge of the universe? <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, is it like a wall or? Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. don't know, right? Yeah. And so, that's also what's really cool about it is that you realize how little we know, mm-hmm. how um. I don't know. Um, I don't know. If fragile is the right word, although that's, well, no, it's just that's part it of is. it. But I think like we're just floating on this ball and we don't know. Yeah, it's it's it, it's freaky. It, it, it's, it, well, and I think that's one reason
0: why and not to get into the too big of a controversial thing. But with religion, I think religion is, is humanity's way or human beings way of kind of simplifying something that that's so that's impossible to under to grasp with our brains because if you really look at space and time can be and, part of it and understand like what we know now about the universe it's just we're so insignificant in the whole scheme of things we're so small and so insignificant and i don't think we're made to we don't like feeling insignificant you know whereas you know i look up and i find wonder in it all whereas i think other people are just want to want to know and to know mm-hmm. Something that may or may not be true gives more peace to a lot of people than than not knowing.
1: I think think one of the best things we could do to make the Earth more peaceful is have some kind of interplanetary or at least outside of the atmosphere uh, travel. Mm -hmm. Because you realize, one, we're all on the same little planet. It's all about perspective, right? If you see the people across that border as, you know, ha- having grudges that go back however however far they might go, mm-hmm. or things done in the past. But if you if you leave the planet and you, there is no borders on the earth, right? Yeah. With, and um, it it helps me to take less serious the things on Earth that I get wrapped up in, whether it's a sports team or whether it's a um, um, a political event it's like oh my god or 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 like oh i don't like people from this country or that region of the world or whatever and you leave the plan and it's like oh yeah like my dreams of dominating the world or (laughs) um having another acre of land or feeling better than those people over there i mean it all gets put into perspective when you when you go up however many miles
0: i hear what you're saying and I, I wish that were true i think unfortunately just like we talk about nature that the nature of our nature is to conquer and destroy and to procreate and to keep going and to and and hey and that's
1: nature man that's nature and so and speaking of that's nature, any animal's nature
0: i know and that and i think that we're just we can't divorce that for ourselves because that's just who we are but speaking of nature I just want to, to give
1: you props because I love that point you brought up about distinguishing between it's not whether nature is beautiful or cruel, right? And and, and we, we can recognize the beauty and the power of nature, but we don't want to just say that there's no cruelty to it because there is, but that's part of it. It's not about whether it's beautiful or cruel. I think the really powerful part of nature is that it just, like I said, it it is. And it's mm-hmm. like it's a whole other element to it that I think supersedes whether or not it's beautiful or cruel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because yeah, it's, it's dog eat dog. Um, there is no, I saw a video of a chameleon, mm-hmm. I think, or an iguana, maybe an iguana. You know, they do kind of like that, that kind of walk like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, they kind of have a little swagger to them as they walk. Yeah. And anyway, it was a big adult one in the desert, just standing there on a dune and then a little baby one walked out, and it was like, and you know how babies can, well, I don't care what animal you are, a reptile, uh-huh. mammal, they have a kind of a, a, a playfulness to them. Uh-huh. It, was, it was like, and then it was almost like, we're going marching, dad or mom, we're going <laughs> marching. And then the next thing you know, that adult stuck its tongue out, grabbed the little one, and ate it. And when the camera zoomed in on it, its jaws crushed the skull of the little baby that was just dancing in front of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, that's probably its offspring. So, what the. Yeah. F- is
0: that? Yeah, that's nature. What is that? That, that, that is the nature of nature. So. It was nuts. <laughs>
1: that is, like, that know. doesn't even make sense.
0: I would like, love to be, see, see that with, like, happy music, and then then, the, then they
1: scratch or the, the
0: uh, you know, when the, yeah, the, 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 the uh, horror movie music. Or,
1: or, or, or um, have it be just kind of, like, normal, like, background music, like some, yeah. some, some, some chords, some normal background music. And then when it starts eating the baby, then you have the happy music start.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That would really just, like just, yeah, I think my head would kind of just, wow. Okay. Well, you know, I, I had this smooth segue uh, going. I thought that we've we, now, but yeah, so let me ask you a question. Um, what would you say in changing topics? Let me ask you a, a question about nature. Um, what would you say is the nature of the Minnesota Vikings football team?
1: Um, the overall nature is the <laughs> like. There, we all have a brand, right? Mm-hmm. You think of West Virginia, you have a stereotype. You think of uh, Google or Microsoft, you have a stereotype of what their workers might be like, whatever. Um, you have a stereotype of um, what people, what cowboys are like, or whatever. And the Vikings. Mm-hmm are remarkable right mm-hmm. and i want to make a video about how remarkable they are cuz i think that they give a window into a a force out there maybe a maybe a natural force maybe one only in the human animal because of our ability to uh, are to have an attitude or an energy or positivity and negativity, mm-hmm. and, and 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 bias and 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 anger and love and all this stuff that's very unique to humans. But the Vikings reveal, I think, what it is to be. Mm, I don't want to use the word, but I'm going to say it: cursed. What is that? What does it mean to be cursed? You would say if you're 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 cursed if bad stuff out of nowhere happens, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What 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 is that exactly? There's something there. There are people that there are entities that have bad things happen repeatedly. What is that all about? Is it just chance? mm -hmm. I don't know. I've seen so much of the way the Vikings seem to lose, mm-hmm. the way they seem to um, crumble, that this is not chance. There's something else there and I want to somehow, I don't know, I'm going to dive into it deeply, but okay, I just well, want to okay. highlight it, I want to highlight it.
0: Because I kind of set you up and you're going, but I think I just the reason we're discussing this because Brandon, his next one of, one of the upcoming ideas you, or idea you have for an upcoming project is to dive into the Minnesota Vikings NFL football team, They're cursed. They have a storied history of of getting close but never getting over the hump and losing big games in really, like, disastrous, kind of almost, like, head-scratching kind of ways. And uh, so, yeah, so um, I I got to ask this, though, because to be cursed, usually you do something to have someone put a curse upon you. So if you had to guess or had to look back and think, where did, like... Where did the curse come from? Like, what did the franchise do to get cursed?
1: I don't think, I don't believe in literal curses. But I think that energy or, um, I don't know, intention. I do believe in some X factor, some sort of vibrancy yeah. that, um, that can help that can sway, that can even dictate the fate, the outcome. Mm -hmm. So it works both ways, right? So Tom Brady was picked 199th -hmm. and he was, I think the slowest quarterback in the, like he's not a great athlete. In fact, you could say of the quarterbacks, he was the worst athlete Mm -hmm. and he's the best athlete of all time?
0: No, no. He, he's the best quarterback of all time. I
1: would not. Is quarterback not an athlete. Like, the, but the, but yeah. my point is, is he was the worst athlete, and now he's the best athlete. It doesn't make sense. How how does it happen? How does it happen? And I think he's got. And if you go back to Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, he took over as a backup because again, he's not a remarkable athlete, mm-hmm. and he he reminds me of what Steph Curry did yeah. when he was at Davidson where this guy's just got it and eventually talent and them playing a top school knocked davidson out but boy it wasn't for lack of like a challenge like davidson like it was maybe a a three-pointer off the rim or the other team doing something remarkable that finally stopped steph curry's davidson from going to the final four or however far they went And it's like that's what tom brady did when he finally took over at michigan they were behind and he rallied them back and then finally there was a something and okay it it didn't happen but i mean my gosh uh i just
0: i think what you're getting into i think think what you're what you know because you're saying you don't believe in curses and i i agree like i don't believe in some metaphysical thing but the human brain basically once you get the momentum or once you see okay it's kind of like they say if you want to be something you have to visualize it you act, right. as, act as if you're this thing if yeah. you can see yourself winning and obviously you have to have the talent and the skills all that but if you have yeah. the talent and you can visually and you can see yourself winning mm-hmm. it's, you're it's easier to and once you've won well obviously you know you can win again yeah. right but if you if you add up choke job after choke job, loss after loss, and coming like failing in the in the moment over and over again, eventually your brain starts to to, starts to believe that you can't Mm -hmm. you can't overcome you can't get over the hump. And I think with a lot of programs, whether it be the Vikings or all the teams I pull for, Mm. have the same problem. I mean I became I think you're the problem then. What I, I might be because I, the Vikings. I kind of when I moved there, I kind of I got into the the team. I never loved loved them, but I would pull for them because I liked. I always liked the Vikings. Um, and or I shouldn't say that, but anyway, I became a fan. But before mm-hmm. that, like my team was the San Diego Chargers, who were notorious for just also for being bad, but then also just losing in clutch situations when they had the talent that should have propelled them to be, to win. And yeah. also, and and probably the team that I most identify with. I don't even really give a shit anymore because I just can't take it. But um, actually, this is before the Thunder. Uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That team, whether it were basketball or football, they're just, no matter how good they are, something always happens. Always happens. I mean, one of the worst, actually, I'm not even going to get into that. But And then <sighs> to the, the Thunder, who I love the Thunder, who overachieved way, they got to be good way before they should have been but then they just had, whether it be bad luck or just choke jobs or whatever, they just couldn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. So I don't have, I've don't never wanted, pulled for a team that won. So I am mm-hmm. very intrigued by what, what can be done with this topic because it's definitely something. It's something.
1: Yeah. Um, I think people like the idea of a curse because it adds history, mystery, mm-hmm. um, supernatural. It adds... Uh, it adds a story mm-hmm. a legend I, we love all this stuff we love our mm-hmm. myths we love our legends and that's just that's also part of human nature frankly it's it's huge um and a curse does that so mm-hmm. we ta- we've and we hear about the popular ones because they're more popular franchises of the cubs and the red sox who've both lost who both broke their curses
0: they
1: did. um now i i did I've done some research since telling you about this story a few days ago. I found out there actually is a curse that the Vikings might have on them. Okay. And it has to do with before the NFL merged, the NFL, AFL, this is like Mm -hmm. pre-1970. The NFL side of it would have what they call, and I can't remember the name of this trophy. We'll call it the John Doe trophy, but it's someone's name. And it would go from team to team. Like the whoever, whoever got it like just like the stanley cup and the vikings i guess lost it <laughs> because they were the champions of yeah. the, sort of like being the nfc champions these yeah. days they were the champions of their conference because uh-huh. the vikings you know they they do well but they don't win the big one right that's yeah. the thing um and now they can't even get to the big one mm-hmm. but they, I guess they, they, they lost it, I, I guess. I don't know. I haven't read the, the details of it, but they said that this is the curse of the Vikings is, is losing this trophy or having some bad juju yeah. around, around this, this trophy. So
0: okay,
1: okay. Um, we can, it? you know, but you know, for this video, I'm not even going to bring that up to the end because I don't, that's yeah. not, I'm interested in getting to the truth of this. And I'm already talking about something esoteric and yeah. woo woo as Joe Rogan would say. So it's already out there. I don't, I don't um, I don't need to entertain like some some strange obscure curse to try to come yeah. up with some people like curses because it's convenient it's sort of like a conspiracy theory it adds explanation to that which is confusing yeah. uh, and difficult so no I, I just this video won't propose an answer but it'll propose that something's there mm-hmm. and so given that it's there um, you know you, you talk about if, if it gets in your head, yeah, this is true i i've read a malcolm gladwell uh, story about getting in your head and chuck knobloch was a good shortstop for the minnesota twins and then he went to the yankees and he he made very fundamental errors like couldn't throw it to first base on a yeah. routine grounder like what's going on well when you get or, or like people who've choked in golf where they they, yeah. they can't hit the ball you start thinking too much about it you get in your head that happens to individuals What I'm talking about is something that seems to carry on through. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter who
0: is on the Vikings. Doesn't matter
1: who the kicker is. Doesn't matter how good the teams are. There will always be just enough there to keep the team down. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think the Vikings are good at exemplifying this. If you go then so that it's beyond uh, a particular player who has choking in their in their mm-hmm. in their blood or whatever, then what could it be? And so I don't know. I think I think it might be a culture with the state.
0: Yeah. Well I don't I- know.
1: Like 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 Minnesota. This this might be the conclusion. Minnesota has this passive aggressive, Minnesota nice. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not good out there. If Minnesota was a dog in the dog eat dog world of nature, yeah. we'd get eaten. Yeah. We'd get yeah. eaten. Right? We're not going to, I don't know, we're, we're not going to somehow survive like the West Coasters, however they might, but we're certainly not going to survive like the East Coasters, mm-hmm. and we're not going to survive like the Cowboys. In fact, the Vikings literally got fleeced by the Cowboys for the Herschel Walker deal that's arguably known and regarded as the worst deal in sports. That's Minnesota, uh, yeah. somehow, but it's also Minnesota that they get amazing teams, so it's weird it's yeah. weird but there's what something what, there that i just want to put my finger on it and then let yeah. viewers comment and go to town with the idea
0: well i think part of what i'm really looking forward to and what i what i um i am i i want to know more about the just the effect it has on the fans on the people in minnesota and just more about what it's like to have, to be kind yeah. of just born into this fan fandom and you don't really have a choice into you know, I mean you could choose who you wanna pull for, but I think when you're young and you are born in a place, you kinda have of to gravitate towards the home team. And now it's just generations. I mean, you've never won a title. I've been to what, four Super Bowls and multiple Maybe
1: that's part of it is, is, is the is the team culture. The not 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 in the locker room team culture, but the 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 fandom, the the yeah. the greater culture. Maybe that's maybe that influences it.
0: Vikings fans don't expect to win. I mean, I spent a lot of time there, and it's like you here in, in, in Norman, Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma. I mean, their fans expect them to win every game. You know, when they lose, it's just like kind of almost in disbelief. Whereas in Minnesota, it's the other way around. I mean, I remember, and I think this will be. We wrap it up after this, but being there when the Vikings had Brett Favre and they were playing the Saints in the NFC Championship game and it was as if the Vikings willed themselves to lose like they they should have won that game so many times and every time they could have they did mm-hmm. something to unwent to lose it it was like they were playing against themselves like maybe the whole team bet against bet on the Saints it was but but I was in a bar watching it and I'm the type of fan where I kind of have this i i'm not i've been burned a lot but i still kind of in my peak of my fandom i'm just kind of wanting to i'm an optimist i guess i'll mm-hmm. say so i'm kind of mm-hmm. constantly thinking we're going to win we're going to pull this i'm going to do this we're going to do this but all the vikings fans in the bar it was as if they were just i mean they were just right. impressed. they were they were bumping. Right. i'm like you guys are in the driver's seat you can win this thing be excited and be positive, but they were already woe is me. Is almost like they they.
1: That's that's true. They um, pull
0: the, the positive energy away from the team and cause themselves to lose. It was a self perpetual self self perpet. What am I trying to say? Um, Fulfilling prophecy.
1: Um, yeah. prophecy. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I watched that game. One, my stomach was in knots the whole time. Toward the end, especially. And then, um, when we lost. I remember I, my friend i was sitting next to said the world is right the world is like oh, like yeah, l- yeah, like, yeah. like like things are as they should be
0: yeah but the, and that's what i mean like you expect yep. but anyway, yeah okay so but that but that that's okay yeah i i get i get kind of worked at what i think about certain
1: yeah maybe that's what it is it's it, it, it's the it's the energy from the fandom yeah that
0: It sucks the life out of the team. The team can't help itself. So
1: the conclusion is don't play here, one, Mm -hmm. unless you acknowledge that there's this bad energy and you're going to have to try to overcome it. But Be prepared to have your heart broken player as as an athlete. And then two, uh, fans can go easier on the kickers because it's like, look, the kickers aren't just up against the other team and the the, the distance and the, the physics of kicking a ball through the through the uprights they're up against the, the the negative energy of the fans or of the culture here whatever it is that this force mm-hmm. so we have to we have to take it easy on the coach and the kicker because you know there's this extra element that we're not accounting for yeah um and then uh you know whoever has the, the balls to come here and somehow slay this dragon of, of this forest, please. You'll
0: you'll you know? drink and eat for free for the rest of your days in Minnesota if you could bring a title. I mean even, oh my even the, the backup left tackle will eat for free and drink yeah. free forever because that's how big a deal it is. But okay, so we got we got that to look forward to. We've got Arkansas Bill Four to look forward to. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff coming up in the the world of the periphery. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and-
0: we get to see your fu manchu keep evolving that, that that'll be fun
1: and you know from recent videos on the channel too there's there's a couple of talking head ones where this this now mustached head is sit, sitting right here in this chair and and talking about a, a a a a you know a current topic um and maybe i'll pop off one of those here or there as well but yeah the big ones are bill for and um, hopefully this viking one so speaking
0: of minnesota you've got this event coming up on the 7th
1: yeah so you know i'm involved with uh i, I love how technology influences and this is actually a nice counter to the natural the talk mm-hmm. of nature right uh so so part of the inventive and innovative part of our human brains you know computers and logic and that so Finance, uh, cryptocurrency,
0: mm-hmm.
1: blockchain, mm-hmm. which is the underpinnings of how cryptocurrencies work. That's sort of like how the network can have scarce asset of a digital good, mm-hmm. right? And if you think about that, how can something digital be scarce because, you um, If I send you a photo, you can just right click it and take it and send it out. It's 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 infinitely replicable. So how can you make something that's digital be scarce? Mm -hmm. And the blockchain does that because it's a ledger that's immutable public um, and it'll tell you who owns what, even though literally I can keep cutting and pasting something, you can assign ownership of that image um, via the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Brandon owns it or Paul owns it and that's that and you can't change that until you either hack into Paul's wallet or he sends it to you or whatever. Now, this is interesting on a number of ways whether it's the world of finance or collectibles, you know, whatever. And and just right there those two things can explode to all kinds of different sub sub uh, topics, but the way crypto and blockchain is influencing the world now is 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 is, is incredible uh, El Salvador just became the first country to use Bitcoin to accept Bitcoin as a as a national currency
0: that's crazy yeah yeah
1: so they were a dollar country as a few there's a few third world nations around the world that use the dollar mm-hmm. and Cambodia and there's probably one or two in Africa and El Salvador said well let's just because they used to have their own currency, but they got rid of it, I don't know, 20 years ago or something. They said, well, let's use Bitcoin. And that's a long story of how that came to be, but we won't, I don't know at all, whatever. They came to use it, and now everyone in their country has was given a small amount of Bitcoin and a wallet, and places down there now accept it uh, for payment. Like, you can, go, you can go to the McDonald's or Starbucks there and yeah. pay with your phone with Bitcoin and get a coffee. Um, so it's changing things, big, big. And the World Bank, did not like this. They, they warned El Salvador mm. don't do this um, because these are big, powerful people that don't want to lose their control over money. If you have control over money, and this gets pretty conspiratorial and political, but you know, I think it's pretty easy to say that if you control the money, you control the people, you control the world. Yeah. And Bitcoin, you can't control that because it's, it's it's decentralized. No one controls it. You'd have to buy all the Bitcoin or at least half of it to control it. Yeah. and that's not practical so it's it's for all intents and purposes free and by free I mean free of control so I love the topic and I'm I'm grouped up with a few people in Minnesota that like the topic that are interested in the the industry because it goes up beyond Bitcoin like I say collectibles and so forth and we're holding an event on the 7th of October for the state to sort of promote it promote the industry in Minnesota so Who's doing, you know, bring people together, see who's doing what, because it's a bit of a hodgepodge of things happening in the state. We're not like Silicon Valley or even Austin or other, even Chicago that has a central like hub and core and nucleus of tech activity. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is known for some really good Fortune 500 companies, Target, Best Buy, 3M. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of technology involved with those companies, obviously. Uh, and we have a lot of good med medical technology. Medtronic yes, yeah. is here. Uh, United Health is is here, the insurance company. But there's not a lot of like apps and um, software development in the in the way that we know it outside the corporate world in Minnesota. So we um, we're trying to bring those together because there's a few startups here. We're bringing them together. We're bringing together some of the corporate players who who use blockchain, implement it, say, out of 3M and then lawmakers, and uh, let's just touch base with where everyone is, collaborate, you know, have an opportunity to commingle and and see what what comes of it. Um, We just got confirmed actually today that uh, Representative Tom Emmer will be there, and most people don't know him, he's a Minnesota House of Representatives member, Uh, but, but to the, to, to Congress, not the Minnesota house, but federal house oh, of okay. representatives US. and he's, he's become a big crypto advocate. So in the crypto world, he's pretty, he's pretty well known. Um, and that's cool that he's from our state. He's going to fly in, uh, and, 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 attend the event. So that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know, as someone who's not super involved in that, are are you intrigued as, as kind of looking, looking at it from the outside? Well, like what's it all nice. about?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about it a few times and, you know, you're the only person I've really discussed cryptocurrency with. And I would say that it's it's something that I don't have a, I'm not naturally just intrigued by, um, by the topic, I would say, Mm -hmm. but um or, or let me let me put this back you know how sometimes you just there's things that you just gravitate towards that you just kind of yeah. like like your friend yeah. likes camp like you know I, I yeah. like you know we like sports or I like to write I like the coffee shop you just kind of naturally kind of like this thing I don't naturally I'm not naturally drawn to the topic of cryptocurrency but it's becoming such a thing now. I am kind of, I just want to know what I need to know, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. not trying to get into the weed to get too crazy, but I at least think I should be aware that this this exists and that it's something that's not going away. So I'm I'm intrigued by just getting to under, acquiring basic knowledge of it. And then maybe when I've learned a little bit more about that, then maybe the instinct or my natural curiosity will kick in more and I'll want to go, go deeper. But at this point, I'm just, I just want to, you know, Get a little more yeah. information about it
1: yeah as someone who recognizes it's not going away and i told this to my family i said as an insurance policy mm-hmm. put a little bit of money in it yeah. right yeah. consider it insurance like not necessarily that the dollar collapses or that you know government money all over the world doesn't do well but if cryptocurrency is the future it's gonna go up yeah it has and so it's a good um it's 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 a good small it's good to put a small amount of money in there in case it really does shoot up. It yeah. it'd be good for your financial future. So I recommend anyone do it and, and, and then just get familiar with the technology. So put a little money in there, hundred bucks, however much you think is a little bit of money, to Why just that? to just um uh to just familiarize yourself with how the technology works, how it feels to have some cryptocurrency. Um because it is it is here to stay. And so, that it's part of the future. It's even if it's not, even if you're not a finance person or a tech person, money is the future. Like money is part of everyone's lives. Yeah. And so, getting familiar with how to how to use it um, is is wise. I would say.
0: Well, I think, and I think that um, we kind of touch on it here because you know this is kind of a preview or just talking about the event. But I think in our next podcast, you know, maybe you can give us a little bit more. You can talk about the events. Tell us what happened, you know, and maybe even go into a little deeper. We can devote a little more time to, you know, what happened at the event. And then also maybe a little more information for our listeners about cryptocurrency, because you know a lot about it. So I think that, you know, it's good to mm. kind of just discuss it today, but I think we should go into a deeper dive next time. Does that sound like a good plan?
1: Yeah, it does. And yeah, it, that's that's a really good idea, because then by then we will have had the event and I can kind of give a, a, a summary of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and actually at that time too we we'll, we will we'll be able to give a preview of the bill trip which you will know, be right around the corner after well, this you know
0: something to keep in mind is i don't know if this is something that could be done but if you wanted to interview anybody you know um during it you know just even if it's just audio we could insert it into the podcast or something it could just the be wheels gone. are turning
1: yeah i was thinking even bringing my camera and it's hard to be a participant yeah. and a journalist well, at the same could, time
0: you have someone who's with you now who uh, has come along. That's true. Just for so anyway, just just a thought. So whatever you know, but whatever makes sense.
1: At the very uh, least, at the very least, the event will have been would have happened, and um, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy to offer a summary of how the event went, a recap, as well as um, maybe offer any pointers or overview of just the mm-hmm. space in general because uh, it's it's vast. Um, yeah. the, the, the way the government it has like people that are both really for it and both really against it. Um,
0: well, Brandon, Brandon, next, next, next podcast, we're going to deep dive into it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: All right, cool.
0: Well, Brandon, it's, it, we took a little longer in between these, but I think we were just kind of, you know, you had stuff going on and I, and I, mm-hmm. you know, was working on a few things to kind of help promote the, the channel and the podcast, so it's good to be back, man. It's good to see you. It's good to chat. And any final words on this this podcast?
1: No, I don't think so. I went fast. Okay,
0: it always does, right? Um, yeah. I know we could talk and talk and talk, but mm-hmm. I don't know if the listeners have the the time or the energy <laughs> two hours of of us uh, going on and on. But another another one in the books. And until we chat again.
1: Alright man, see ya.